Welcome to the Discover Universal podcast. Keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle. And watch your step on the moving walkway because we're taking you park to park to prepare you for your next visit. Let's Discover Universal. Welcome, Universal fam, to the very first episode of the Discover Universal podcast. I'm your host, Carrie, and my morning exercise is power walking to the wizarding world of Harry Potter. And I'm David, and I love both adventure and islands. That is very coincidental, because today we are going to be talking about Universal's Islands of Adventure. That's just one of our three amazing theme parks. It totally is. We are recording right here at Universal Studios Florida at the Radio Broadcast Center. We are looking out on Hollywood Boulevard. It is beautiful. We have this incredible studio surrounded by all these amazing people looking at the Born Stuntacular marquee. David, it's real. This is happening. I know. We're doing a podcast. Episode one, inaugural episode in the house. So, David, what can our listeners expect to hear from this podcast? What can they expect to learn? Well, Carrie, as the official Universal (laughs) Parks and Resorts podcast, we're going to be just sharing our passion, sharing tips and tricks about the parks so that our guests can get the most out of their time and experiences here. Absolutely. And it's not just us. We're going to have some amazing guests here. In fact, today we have a a pretty amazing VIP experience friend. Her name is Whitney. She's going to give us her insider advice to Islands of Adventure. We got to ride Jurassic World Velocicoaster with our universal creative friend, Greg, and he was a wealth of information about the art and design of the ride. David, I am so excited today to talk about one of our three incredible theme parks, Universal's Islands of Adventure. Islands of Adventure. That's your favorite of the three parks, isn't it? It is my favorite. Well, let's see. It was our second theme park. It was. Opened in 1999. Yep. If you're coming in through City Walk, it's the one on the left. Yes. You know the the giant lighthouse that says Islands of Adventure? That's Islands of Adventure. Oh, is that the one? That's the one. That makes sense. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So what can our guests expect to find in Islands of Adventure other than... Islands and adventure. Well, definitely both of those things. Six distinct lands. And to me, Islands of Adventure is all about the three S's. Stories, screams, and speed. That was good. That's three S's. That's right. Okay. So break those down. What are you talking about? You're going to get fully immersed in the stories that each of those lands tell. So you're going to get to see eat, do, smell all of the excitement about all of those lands. I can't wait to smell them. I know. I'm telling you. (laughs) So we're getting up close and personal with dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. That's right. We're swinging alongside superheroes in Marvel Superhero Island. Bingo. And we are getting magical with the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. That's what it's all about. Okay, I like that. We also got the screams. So there are some pretty intense thrill rides over there. Okay, there's some white knuckle, heart pounding thrills going on at Islands of Adventure. Right. And speed... If you want to go upside down, you want to flip, you want to go crazy, you want that extra launch, that's what Islands of Adventure is all about. Yeah, especially with our brand new Jurassic World Velocicoaster. Speaking of launches and speed. I'm pretty excited about that And (laughs) screams. That is off the charts. It gets all of them. All of them. We're going to dive into Velocicoaster later in the episode. We absolutely are. Yeah. So first things first. Mm -hmm. First episode, we're talking about Islands of Adventure. So let's talk about the first decision you have to make. When you enter Islands of Adventure, you come through Port of Entry. Yes. And then you're faced with a very important choice. Are you turning left around Mm. the lagoon or right around the lagoon? Now, Islands of Adventure, six amazing themed lands. Mm -hmm. You have a lot of choices there. A lot of choices of where you're going to head first. You head left to Marvel Subiero Island, around Toon Lagoon, into Jurassic Park. Maybe you head right through Seuss Landing, Lost Continent, Wizarding World of Harry Potter Hogsmeade. 
Which way do you go, Carrie? Oh my gosh. That's a tough question because it depends whether my three-year-old nephew is with us or not. Because <laughs> oh, if yeah. my nephew's with us, well, no, wait, no, no, that's not even true either because he really loves Marvel Superhero Island. Oh, Kindred Spirit then. Yeah. That's, that's my favorite land. I'm a big superhero fan, big comic book fan. So you must go left. Au contraire. What? Yeah, counterintuitive. I actually turn right every single time. Do you bring your three-year-old nephew? I, I don't have one. Oh. But I'm sure if I did, I would absolutely do that. You would go to Seuss Landing first? You know what I would do if I had a three-year-old nephew? What? I would ride Pteranodon Flyers. Oh. That's what I would do over in Jurassic Why Park. Why haven't I done that yet? It's okay. pretty incredible. Yeah, I definitely, I have never ridden the Pteranodon Flyers. It's over there in Camp Jurassic. It is. Uh, which is kind of like the kids' play area. I mean, you're a huge fan of Jurassic Park, right? Huge. How would you describe Camp Jurassic? Well, let me let me start by answering your question. I always go to the left. And here's why. Because my favorite ride before we had Wizarding World of Harry Potter Hogsmeade that was built in 2010 was Jurassic <laughs> Park River Adventure. Back in the Jurassic Park area, which is like this awesome water ride where you get to see dinosaurs, oh, yeah. and then there's like this crazy warning, and then like a T-Rex almost eats you, and you get totally splashed, and it's so much fun. Time, the ever-flowing river. <laughs> Journey back to the days of the dinosaurs. You're very good at uh, ride voiceovers. I think I just quote all the rides too much. I think so. Okay. But that's the reason I go left, and and coincidentally, on the way there, I have some some little spots that I like to hit on okay. the way to Jurassic Park. So, for example, I, I like to check out the Marvel superheroes over there. We got the motorcade going on. You might see Wolverine or Rogue or Captain America or Cyclops out there. Uh, and you can take some really cool selfies with them in Marvel Superhero Island. And then going through Toon Lagoon is so much fun because that's where you find the water rides. Oh, man. Yes. Okay. So you can go on Popeye and Bluto's bilge rat barges and get totally soaked. Or you can go on Dudley Do-Right Rips Off Falls. And... Get, get totally, totally soaked. soaked. <laughs> and then you can make your way to Jurassic Park River Adventure where you might get totally, totally soaked. soaked. Got it. I'm seeing a theme over here. Definitely. So yeah. the left side of the park is probably more for our water ride enthusiasts. Mm -hmm. So, But you go to the right. I go to the right. Okay, so walk me through your like your your journey to the right. I am a big Harry Potter fan. Yeah. So that's probably part of it is I usually want to get right over there to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, Hogsmeade. That makes sense. Uh, I want to go on... Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, Ooh. which is that ride over there in the Hogwarts castle. You can't miss it. Kind of a big castle. It's very big. Yeah. It dominates the skyline. You can kind of see it over there across you the can. lagoon. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, one of the best theme park attractions ever made. I think yeah. it's incredible. I ride it every single time. I don't know. You go on an adventure with Harry, flying through the Forbidden Forest and encountering spiders and dementors and dragons and all sorts of things. You know what to that is stuff. right next door to Hogwarts castle? What is it? Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure. <sighs> and that's your favorite ride. That is my favorite ride. It's so much fun. Have you been on it? I have. It is a... A few times. It is an out-of-control roller coaster. You get to meet Hagrid yeah. and all of his magical creatures. You get to get pretty up close and personal with them, too. My favorite thing is the ride vehicle itself. Oh. You're riding in Hagrid's motorbike. Yes. It's actually like two different experiences. because Totally. There's one seat on the motorbike itself. You're sitting upright, holding onto the handles. Vroom, vroom. Yeah. <laughs> Do you make that sound? The, the, luckily, the motorbike makes the sound for you. Oh, okay. You don't okay. have to make that sound. I thought sound. maybe that was another ride I'm just saying, look, if you really want to immerse yourself, you grab those handlebars and you're going to let's, let's ride. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but right next to the, uh, to the motorbike is the sidecar. So just a, kind of a traditional seated experience right next to there. So that might be a debate with you and your friends who gets to sit in which seat when okay, you're going on. Which one do you usually sit in? Uh, it depends. Sidecar? Sidecar or motorbike? 
if if so, if I'm with someone who's never been on it before, I will be the gentleman and I will give them the motorbike experience. So you think the motorbike is like the the more like intense experience? It's unique. It's 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 a it's definitely a different orientation than you sure. normally are in a roller yeah. coaster. Normally you're just sitting back, chilling, reclining, and that one's like, you know, you're you're in it. It's they, so I know it's fun. the pockets. They can't see me like holding on to handlebars like really intensely. Let me just describe just to you imagine David, everything is clenched and I'm leaning forward. David's eyes are handle. bugging out of their sockets right now and he's got his hands up like he's on a bike I can and he's just ready to see rip. myself on the motorbike. Yes, I know you can visualize yourself. You're doing a spectacular job. You know, Carrie, another amazing attraction in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter is mm-hmm. the Hogwarts Express. It's right there at Hogsmeade Station. You can take a trip across the English countryside, past familiar <laughs> places and characters, before, of course, arriving at King's Cross Station in London. Uh, now, this is located in Universal Studios, Florida, which, of course, is your entrance right there to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, Diagon Alley. You can tune into our next episode to hear more about Universal Studios Florida, King's Cross Station, and the Wizarding World of Harry Potter Diagon Alley. As a reminder, you will need to have that park-to-park ticket to experience the Hogwarts Express. Okay, so we talked about uh, my favorite ride. David, do you have a favorite ride in Islands of Adventure? It is. Uh, it's over there on Marvel Superhero Island, mm-hmm. and this is why I do go right around a lagoon around the, all the islands, because I like to end with my favorite rides. I oh. end the day over at Marvel Superhero Island. Okay. Uh, I always hit up the Incredible Hulk coaster. Very good. That thing's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's some would say incredible. Uh, and then my favorite <laughs> ride uh, out of all of them, the Amazing Adventures of Spider Man. Huge Spider Man fan. You get to ride right alongside Spider Man himself, fighting the bad guys. Part of the original opening lineup of attractions at Universal Islands and of still Adventure. One of the best. Yes, definitely holds That's up. Right. Um, I know you love to do some ride uh, voiceovers. Do you have a an Amazing Adventure of Spider Man voiceover? Yeah, that you like if to you do? go on the Amazing Adventure of Spider Man, you yeah. may hear Spider Man say. This is going to be the most dangerous night of my life and yours. <laughs> I sounded way. <laughs> David, you're so talented. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I, he might sound a little better than that, but that's why he's Spider-Man and I'm not. Talk to me about Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man. I know it's your favorite ride. So what, what, what's the ride all about? Is there, like a, is there like a villain or like what do you do? Okay. So the Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man, it's, uh, it's what we call a dark ride. Okay. You're going through all sorts of scenery fighting alongside Spider-Man. You're sitting in this vehicle called the Scoop, Scoop Mobile. Okay. J. Jonah Jameson has sent you out there to get the, the Scoop. That's why they call it that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and follow around Spider-Man as he fights those evil villains. You're wearing these awesome 3D goggles, so you're, that action is right up in your face when those <laughs> villains are coming out uh, and trying to get you. But, but don't worry, Spider-Man swoops in to save the day. He always does. Yeah, right in time. That's right. Well, there's more to do at Islands of Adventure. You know, we keep talking about rides and attractions and things to experience, but there's also some delicious dining options oh, yeah. over at Islands of Adventure. Yeah, some of my favorite places to eat are over there in Islands of Adventure. Me too. What's your favorite? Oh my gosh, there's so many. I mean, there's there's uh, table service meals, there's quick service mm. meals. You know, you can you can sit down and like you can go to Mythos in the Lost Continent. Yeah, you can't talk about Islands of Adventure dining without going to Mythos. And it's very popular, and uh, it, it kind of has like a Mediterranean flair, which mm-hmm. is very cool. But coincidentally, my favorite restaurant is also in Lost Continent. It is called the Fire Eaters Grill, and it is a quick service restaurant. And uh, my Greek heritage dictates that I must always get a gyro and some hummus when I go to Lost Continent. Anytime I like work here or I have a break or I get a second, I always love to use the mobile ordering feature on the Universal Orlando That's app. Smart. 
and you can walk right up. You can order your food, walk right up to the mobile ordering line, grab your gyro and your hummus. And I like to sit on a rock outside Mythos where like the, the air conditioning is coming out of the restaurant. And it's a perfect flat rock. You can have a little picnic to yourself and just look out on the lagoon. It's the best. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Hard to choose. I mean, there's a lot of good food options there. You always got the go-tos. There's turkey legs. There's popcorn. There's oh, yeah. churros. Yeah. Pretzels. I think you can make a full meal out of that. That's all the major food groups, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Pretzel, popcorn, <laughs> churros, pizza, that's, turkey legs. That's how I remember the pyramid. That's it. It's been a while, but yeah. That is the theme park pyramid. That, there is. Right? You're right. You're right. <laughs> do you like to stay within the theme park pyramid? Like, are you happy with like a hot dog and, and pizza? Or like, do you like to do something more unique? Sure. If it's a grab and go situation, okay. I'll go to that. But uh, if I know I'm coming to the park with a big group, some friends, some families visiting, something like that. Yeah. I'll always bring them over to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, Hogsmeade, mm. and we'll go over to the Three Broomsticks. Uh, they have all sorts of amazing kind of, I guess, described as like pub fare, right? All this yeah, kind sure. of British food, fish and chips, that kind of things. Yeah. Bangers and mash. Oh, so good. It's so good, right? Yeah. But they have one thing on the menu called the Great Feast. What is the Great Feast? It is, as it says, a feast that is great. I can uh, it's, tell. It's a big platter, though. It's designed for four people, actually, so it's meant to share. And you get kind of a little bit of everything. You get a bowl of salad, get some roast veggies, you get corn on the cob, some ribs, some rotisserie chicken. Whoa. Uh, it's plenty. It is more than enough for four people. Um, and everybody gets a little bit of everything, satisfied, full, uh, and then you can head out for some more fun. That sounds like like – Holiday fair, yeah. like you know, big shareable family dinner. Maybe I recommend you take a little take a little time out after eating <laughs> a great feast before you start heading on the roller coasters, which would be a great time to uh, to watch some of the amazing shows that are around Islands of Adventure. That's a great idea. We also have some awesome entertainment, and it's plentiful. It's all throughout the park. There's some strolling entertainment. There's some live shows that you can watch on stages, which is a lot of fun. Gives you some time to digest your great feast, of That's course. A, it's important. In fact, right across from the Three Broomsticks is a, a, a special stage at the foot of Hogwarts Castle where you can find two awesome shows. One is a musical show called The Frog Choir, and the students of Hogwarts, the choir, come out with some singing frogs. And I don't know how they taught the frogs to sing, but they're like really good. It's better you don't question it. Yeah, know? it's just it's just yeah. magic. The answer is when you see something cool in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, the answer it's just, is it's magic. It's magic. Yeah. Also alternating on that stage is the Triwizard Spirit Rally, featuring the lovely ladies of the Bobaton Academy Ooh. and the proud sons of Durmstrang. Now, the lovely ladies, of course, have their ribbon dancers and they're dressed so beautifully and they're doing all these gorgeous, graceful moves. And then the Durmstrangs come out there and they've got like staffs and they're doing acrobatics and they're banging stuff on the stage. It's just, oh, it's just a nice dichotomy out there. You get a little something of everything in the Triwizard Spirit Rally. And uh, if I'm in a group, maybe yeah. uh, my friends have their kids with them, we'll hang out at Seuss Landing for a little bit. Oh, Tons of stuff for the little ones to do at Seuss Landing. You got the cat in the hat ride, Kara Seussel. Mm -hmm. So much fun out there. It's a blast. <laughs> Especially if you grew up, you know, reading the Dr. Seuss books, loving those characters. So those are our sort of must-dos as part of Islands of Adventure, you know, there's so much to do. There's so much to eat. There's so much to see. And there's so much to learn. And in that spirit, we are so excited to meet with a VIP tour guide. Her name is Whitney. Now, our VIP tour guides, they're total rock stars. They know everything there is to know. In fact, they do daily tours that they offer to our guests to give them some more insider information. And that's what Whitney's going to do for us today. We have a very special guest here in the studio uh, for a segment that we like to call VIP Tips. We have Whitney from VIP Experience, and we wanted to ask a true universal expert 
for some tips, tricks, fun facts uh, about Islands of Adventure. But first, let's start out. Welcome, Whitney. We want to hear about you. Tell us about your uh, universal journey. So my universal journey started almost seven years ago now. I took an interview for a merchandise location and ended up in guest services. So Naturally. <laughs> very yes. natural course all the way to guest services. Yes. Great. Uh, in my interview, they said, you're going to be a tour guide one day. I had no idea what that meant. Aww. And I jumped right in and absolutely loved it from day one. Speaking of, we, we are here to talk about Universal's Islands of Adventure. My favorite theme park is Islands of Adventure. So I'm curious, uh, from an expert, from a VIP tour guide, what is the story of Islands of Adventure? Islands of Adventure is very unique. It has, obviously, it has lots of different islands, and they're all connected by bridges. So originally, the concepts were all different literary experiences that you can really jump into and experience firsthand. So you walk right into a an original concept um, in Port of Entry. So every shop is part of the story of Port of Entry. Um, the Confisco Grill, that's a very popular yes. restaurant. Yes. It's actually all the confiscated items from all the islands throughout the park. Hence so, Confisco. Yes. <gasps> Light bulb. Just figured that out. Yes. That's very cool. So you're walking into a port where all of the sailors would bring their confiscated items from the different areas that they explored, and they would bring them to Confisco. Did you just see my mind blow? I, I didn't know any of that. <laughs> it was incredible. I know there's so many little details to pick up because when you look up, you know, above the shops, you see little signs and displays and you can even hear some bits of people talking up there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. When you go into Confisco, if you look up, there's a symbol from each of the islands. So there's a character from Toon Lagoon. There's a character from the Seuss books. Uh, there's something from everywhere, including the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. It's really cool. Yeah. You know, and that's an area where people, they're so excited just to get in, get right to the park that they yeah. don't even realize they're passing all that amazing detail. Next time we're going to have to check that out when yeah. we go past Confisco's so. is look at the symbols. It's it is- so immersive. I, you you sound so passionate talking about all these different <laughs> lands. Do you have a favorite land? Seuss Landing is not only part of my childhood, but learning about it, we learned so much information. The Zach statue was actually the very first thing built in Islands of Adventure. Really? And the story of the Zachs is that they're so stubborn that they won't go in the different direction. And so they just stand there and this town builds up around them. So we built the park around them. So speaking of direction, we have a very important debate. When you go into Islands of Adventure... Do you turn left or do you turn right? Do you turn left to Marvel Super Island or right to Seuss Landing? It depends on how hot the day is. Because Ooh, if you okay. if it's Smart. if you know it's gonna be really hot at three o'clock, you wanna go towards Seuss Landing first, and then you get the water rides by three o'clock. Ooh, oh that's smart. Okay, now in my head I was like, oh of course I'm gonna go left because Toon Lagoon is right after Marvel Superhero Island. So I'm gonna hit those water rides first. Very interesting. Good strategy. <laughs> I love that. Okay, Whitney. We are here at the part of the interview where we get to play a little game with you. Since you are the VIP expert and you have all the information, I'm, I understand we're going to play a game called Two Truths and a Lie, where you are going to try and stump David and I with some obscure hidden gems or tips or tricks or Easter eggs about Universal's Islands of Adventure. Ooh, okay. I okay. have no idea how this is going to go. Me either. <laughs> We're, we're either going to be stumped incredibly easily <laughs> or we're going to know exactly what it is. But we got two heads. Two heads are better than one. That's David true. and I, I think we can pull this off. You, you think so? Okay. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. 
Option number one. Yes. The famous Islands of Adventure lighthouse is modeled after the Lighthouse of Alexandria, which is one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. Wow. Carrie, this is going to be difficult. <laughs> this is very difficult. She's going all history-oriented. and That sounds very plausible. Yeah. Okay. They probably had a lighthouse, so what, right? So, so the lighthouse was modeled after the one in... In Alexandria. In Alexandria. Like Egypt, Alexandria? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. An Egyptian lighthouse. We'll take that into consideration. What is number two? <laughs> number two is the lagoon in the center of the park is named... The Adventure Lagoon. That's a real creative name. Definitely. That sounds very plausible. What else would you call it? The Islands Lagoon? No, that doesn't the make islands any sense. Of adve- Why not? The Lagoon of Adventure? Ooh. They should have thought of that one, huh? No. Okay. <laughs> Those are both plausible. Adventure Lagoon. Adventure Lagoon. Okay. It makes sense. Okay. Simple. All Simple. right. Okay. And what's our third option? Option number three is our best restaurant in the park, Mythos. Yes is actually held up by Atlas on the backside because Atlas was doomed to hold up the world according to Greek mythology. So in our park, he holds up the restaurant. I should have paid more attention in history class, honestly. (laughs) We could pick that apart a little bit. She did say the best restaurant, which is debatable. That's subjective right there. (laughs) Maybe to her, it's the best restaurant. To many, it is the best restaurant. It is world recognized. According to Um, Theme Park Insider, was the best restaurant for six years in a row. We'll we'll accept that supposition for now. It's not too far off. It is a very delicious restaurant. But the important part was Atlas is holding up the back of the restaurant. Yes. I've only been back down by the water once. And I don't think I looked back at the restaurant. I can't remember. I go down by the water literally every time I'm in Seuss Landing. Right? I go down by Sneach Beach okay. to cut through so I can go over the bridge to Lost Continent so I can get to Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure. And I used to hang down uh, in front of the Discovery Center by the water in Jurassic Park. We are not very observant. We should have gone and hung out okay. by Mythos. David, okay. what do you think? Two Egyptian, of these are true. Egyptian Lighthouse, Adventure Lagoon, or Atlas holding up Mythos? Adventure Lagoon has got to be a sleeper. It's too simple. I know. Okay. There's a lot it's of always, statues on Mythos. There are. Because like there's I the see... faces in the fountain that right. you walk by on the front. Right. So would they put more statues on the back? Of course they would. Because you want to see it across the water. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think the Atlas is probably have, true. Did they have lighthouses in Alexandria? That's my question. Is Alexandria even on the water? Ooh. This became a geography question now. This isn't fair. We got to call up a geography <laughs> professor. I need a lifeline from a historian. Uh, I to me, I think it's the lagoon. I think I think the lagoon is not named Adventure Lagoon. What do you think? Um, I, do we uh, have to agree on this? Do we have to have one solid answer? No, I, yes, you I have think to. I agree oh, with Whitney's you. Whitney's rules say we have to have one. I solid think I answer. agree with you. I you think, think so? that's too simple. Okay. Okay. Our official answer is eh, on number two. You are correct. <gasps> yes. Yes. Okay. That's cool. Well, it's called the Lagoon of Adventure, isn't is it? it? <laughs> What's it? Could you know what it's called? So it actually has different names depending on what island you're in. Okay. So the best example, you actually said it earlier, is Sneech Beach <gasps> over in Seuss Landing. What? Is it called Sneech, it Sneech Beach? Yeah. The whole lagoon is called Sneech Beach? Just in Seuss Landing. Just that place. <gasps> That's amazing. David, we got it right. We did. We could be guides no we totally could. by some <laughs> chance we got we really stumbled into that one. we really did hey air high five to you across the table david that was awesome go. whitney nice work yeah 
You did good. And you now guys I, did now good. I got a new Thanks. fact that I'm going to go tell there. I, mean, I you, know. You know. You know, it's called Sneach Beach, right? We though. heard from Whitney, the <laughs> VIP tour guide. She knows a lot of things about Islands of Adventure. That's incredible. Well, since this is all about Islands of Adventure and, uh, you know, you've given us a lot of insider tips and tricks, uh, we want to know a little bit about you and what your favorite things about Islands of Adventure are. So we want to do some quick rapid fire questions. Okay. David, you want to take this away? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. All right. What is your favorite ride? Spider-Man. Mm. Amazing Adventure Spider-Man. Also my yeah. favorite ride. <laughs> David loves Kindred that. Spirit. Okay. Uh, what is your favorite food in Islands of Adventure? Oh, uh, green eggs and ham, the tater tots. Oh. We were just talking about those. Those are good. Yeah. Those are very good. Okay. And uh, when you're riding a roller coaster, do you prefer the front row or the back row? Back row every time. Why, Why do you prefer the back row? Because it feels like the coaster is pulling you with it. Oh, yeah. That's right. Extra thrill getting whipped around there. Okay. That's what it's all about. <laughs> very cool. Whitney, thank you so much for joining us today. It was a pleasure uh, learning from you. I'm sure all of our guests listening out there definitely got a little tidbit that they didn't know about Universal's Islands of Adventure. And uh, they're going to look maybe at Confisco's when they come in through Port of Entry from now on. I know yeah. I will. Yeah. Definitely. Now, speaking of all the amazing adventures over at Universal's Islands of Adventure, we did get to experience the Jurassic World Velocicoaster this morning. Take a listen. We are out here with Greg from Creative at the gates of the Velocicoaster. We are on site. We are feet away from this thing. And this is my first time being here, and I could not, I'm going to pee my pants, Craig. Oh, yeah. i got to be honest. No, you'll be okay. Are you sure? I think so. I hope so. Oh, great. I, I feel very confident in this. No, you'll be Amazing. great. I'm joking. Well, what I can tell you is this is gorgeous, and it looks like I'm looking out onto a, I don't know, a paddock or a holding Definitely. area. Yeah, this is a raptor paddock. So this is where great. the raptors are actually in Jurassic World. You know, this is the first time when an actual Jurassic World franchise that the raptors on public display so it was fun because we got to talk to the filmmakers and kind of problem solve and figure out what that would look like and you know how guests will actually interact you know what are the safety mechanisms that you would have to design into the paddock yeah. to make sure that you know the guests are safe but able to see the rafters and the roller coaster that um, they built to uh, get guests closer to them. This is like just yeah. incredibly exciting. I really feel like we're like in Jurassic World right now. There's oh, yeah. a little sign over there with the Velociraptor info telling us all about oh, them. Yeah. Right, like we're here at the park. We're, we're like right across from the animals. Raptor Encounter where you can come face to face with Blue. Right. Oh man. The, the team worked on a Raptor Encounter as well. So as you see on the actual ground, there's actually a connection between the Raptor Encounter and the actual Raptor Paddock. So when the Raptors aren't in the actual attraction, they have the meet and greet where you, you can just walk over and meet the iconic raptors from the movie and uh, you know the story keeps continuing even when you're off the ride and like you said before the zoological science are pretty awesome because you know they give stats on the ride so you'll see over on the other side there's a zoological sign for the mosasaurus as well in front of the mosasaurus oh, the one the in water. the water the water the big guy big guy big guy big teeth we're Lots right teeth. lined up with this launch here and I think this is these are some of the features that this ride is is famous or maybe infamous for. Oh, definitely. I mean, you see both We're launches. We're staring right the... down the barrel right here. <laughs> yeah, so guess we'll actually be able to see both launches from this view. Uh, there's a waterfall in the other view that's closer to all these crazy maneuvers of the, the ride track. Ooh. And something that's fun is, uh, you know, even at night, this, this paddock has its own personality. So the tower you see actually has a light inside that searches throughout the paddock at night and actually traces the coaster as well at some moments where, you know, it really brings another 
level of oh theming God. to the actual experience and you know we really thought about everything like I'm listening to you but like I'm also hearing like raptor screeches and like like terrified <laughs> screams of guests so I this is all this is what it's all about excited. we're like building the tension just I mean, standing that's out true. here it's very traumatic as I'm as I'm walking up what I'm most excited about are these two beautiful raptors that are welcoming me uh, with their giant teeth and claws uh, into the queue line and the fact that it is at the foot of the Discovery Center could not be more perfect. Uh, I am in heaven right now. Uh, this is like uh, this is my mecca. Like, look at this view. It's it's the weather is great. I'm so excited. The weather is great. It's perfect. Can I know. We, can we talk about where we're standing right now? Because yes. a few years ago we would be standing in the lagoon right now, right? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, you know, this, this area was you know beautiful section of the park. It was one of my favorite places. Just kind of hang out, yeah. relax behind the Discovery Center the, on the lagoon. Very calming, beautiful trees. We want to make sure that we brought that back, yeah. but you know. Incorporated an awesome world-class coaster, so that's why the environment was really important. You know, to make you feel like you're really transported in Jurassic Park and Jurassic World and Isla Nubar. And you know, we're really proud of you know all the plants that we brought back and new plants that we introduced to this area. And you know, even over there, while you're in the queue, you'll see the barrel roll go over the water right next to you, and it's just unforgettable. Oh, oh, <laughs> How do you feel standing here, like looking at it up close? I, it's so, it's so tall. It's, it's so. so so fast. I'm ready. I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready. I'm. We're. It's gonna be great. Here goes. Here goes. Wow. Oh my gosh. I can't believe the raptors chase after it. It's like blowing on the window. Oh my gosh. That's like an iconic moment. That reminds me of like the kitchen scene. This is. I mean, for our real Tango fans, this is like next level animated figures here. Oh, These are incredible. Unbelievable. There's raptors on both sides of you, and then you see this. <laughs> Oh, you guys yeah. are blowing my mind. You know, this is where, you know, Claire and Owen are standing in front. It's on the posters. And, you know, you just really, you've been in this space with no windows. Very intimidating. You get this big reveal and you're really transported into Jurassic World. You're seeing the roller coaster just fly by the window. This, this foilish landscape going up the rockworks. Um, you see raptor claws in the actual concrete. Yeah, you've oh, never noticed wow. it before. Yeah. Oh, that's a good detail. This is very cool. Yeah, you're seeing all of the plants, all of the you know the foliage, the yeah. tropical foliage that would be on on uh, the island, and there's a very clear raptor claws in all of the concrete, as if they are trying to escape this very paddock. And yeah, we've even got our uh, control booth over here, like that's the people yeah. controlling the raptor paddock, keeping an eye on everything. Of course. Mm -hmm. Question is, are you ready to ride? I'm so ready. You're ready to run with the raptors. Yeah, I'm definitely ready. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready? I can't wait. My friends, we have just got back to the Radio Broadcasting Center here at Universal Studios, and we are so excited to welcome back our friend Greg. How are we doing today, Greg? I'm doing great. I'm glad to be here. I am so excited because we just had the ride of our lives over at Velocicoaster. When I tell you my legs are still shaking and I am still like heart-pounding excitement, that that is no joke. My hands are still shaking. It was a wild ride out of control. Am I right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I, I, I see you shaking right now. It's, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> see? He can vouch. <laughs> that adrenaline takes a little bit to yeah. uh, to wow. calm down. Wow. I'm totally worth it. And it was amazing going through the queue line with Greg, kind of getting some some behind the scenes, you know, from the creator, from the developer of, of the ride and the vehicle. So it was great to get some uh, some insight from you, Greg. So I want to start by asking you sort of what is your universal journey? How did you get to this point? 
Oh man, it's a it's an amazing journey. I actually started off as you know the first intern for the Creative Studio at Universal Creative. Wow, wow. Yeah. that's yeah. great. And so, when when was that? What year was that? Uh, that was around two thousand nine, and um, you know, actually, you know, I guess it's the universal dream. <laughs> I don't yeah. know, there's no term yeah. for it. That you know, I'm, I'm a creative director now. So you know, all the things that I've learned with you know some of the people that you know I grew up with, with within this company, uh, we had the amazing opportunity to work on Dress World Velocicoaster and really show them um, what we would do to, to try to make the next iconic roller coaster. So yeah. it's. Uh, a lot, a lot of lessons learned, and a lot, a lot of things built up to this moment. Wow! Well, you have absolutely done it. You have created yeah. the iconic <laughs> Islands of Adventure roller coaster. As far as I'm concerned, favorite ride in the park, hands down for me. I have to say, I was sitting behind Carrie and Greg <laughs> while we we're riding the coaster. <laughs> Two very different experiences. Carrie, who had never been on it before, yep. screaming her head off. Yep. And then I look over at Greg, and Greg, you're smiling and laughing and screaming the whole way, too. And I love that. I'm sure you've been on it many times at this point, and you still had so much joy, so much excitement on that thing. Oh, man. I mean, we we put our soul into this ride, and, you know, everything is there for a reason. So when we see the reactions, we're actually excited for people to ride for the first time. And to tell the truth, uh, we're actually kind of jealous of people who know nothing about the ride, and it's their first time riding it. You know, we design it, and we know every turn. We we know where the rock work is. We know where the raptors are. So we never had that, you know, honest, you know, reaction where you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. So, you know, when we're kind of sharing it with with her when she's next <laughs> to us, seeing that for the first time. So, you know, it's, it's amazing. There's surprises. So every, I feel like every moment in that ride is surprising. From the, from the queue line, from the second you walk into the queue line, from the second you exit, it's just nothing but like yeah. one thing after another. It's like, look at that. No, look at that. Wait, look at that. What is that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, everything was really strategic, and you know that's the the, the amazing part about the, the first part of the ride when you're in the paddock. You know, you, you can't tell where you're going next. You think you're going right, and then you go left. And even when we first started test riding, we knew everything, but we still got lost in the paddock at some points. <laughs> did <laughs> so, you? Yeah. So we're like, oh well, you know, guess we did a good job of that. You designed your own maze. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's incredible. And um, you know that. That enhances the actual thrill part of the ride. It's, you know, it's unforgivable thrill, trash, and, and, you know, we want to make it fun. We want to make it rewritable. So when you ride it again, you see and discover new things. Yeah. You mentioned there's so many details out yeah. there all throughout the queue, the ride, everywhere. Our guests are going to have to ride it again and again and try to pick up everything. I'm sure they'll see something new every time. Do you maybe have a favorite detail? Well, that question is pretty good because... You know, we mentally placed ourselves in a space where every single detail was just equally as important as the other. You know, the thrill, the roller coaster, the dynamics, uh, the environment, and the teeth and the raptors. So, you know, <laughs> you have to have all those. That was my favorite part. Yeah. It was the teeth, yeah. <laughs> so all those have to be together to make it feel like a drastic, you know, attraction. So, you know, every time we looked at everything in the ride, every moment, even from the queue to in the paddock to outside, even over the water, we, you know, we thought about that experience from the guests, even when they're in the queue, looking at the attraction, that those things were represented um, when we're designing something. And that, that helped us uh, have the confidence to say, hey, we have a reason why we designed something this way, because there's new elements that aren't in the movies and, you know, we wanted to feel like we're adding on to this amazing franchise and not trying to change something that's iconic already. Yeah. 
I'd love for you to talk about, we were we were talking, you know, you put a lot of the design elements in there and a lot of the Easter eggs yourself. Yeah. And uh, there was a little bit of a, um, what should we say, sort of a, a fan-followed detail. There was an osprey that huh. was yeah. nesting in the coaster while it was being built. And you told us that you kind of paid homage to that osprey with a detail in the ride. Do you want to explain that? Yeah, definitely. Okay. I mean, you know, uh, osprey is actually, you know, uh, uh Descendant. Actually, the raptors are descendants from you know the birds, right. ospreys, and things yeah. like that. So, you know, there there couldn't be anything better than the osprey always laying on top of the the top hat every perfect. every single day. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then we had the Jurassic a Jurassic World flag under it. So, you know, every every day you would see that, and it was almost like the the dra- the dinosaur gods were blessing <laughs> the ride. The osprey knew that it just, its descendants <laughs> right. were about to become superstars here at Islands of yeah, Adventure. The, the engineering team they uh, they had a really close relationship with osprey. I think they learned more about ospreys than they ever thought they would in their life. Exactly. <laughs> but um, you know, we're we're looking at that, and you know, uh, coincidentally, uh, with that sort of ride, we have these amazing lights on the ride vehicle and in the paddock, and you know, we were coming up to these challenges on, you know, you know, if you really thought deeply into the story, why don't the raptors bite you? Why don't they get you? And, yeah. um, you know, what would be the safety mechanisms to keep them from actually getting you on this ride vehicle, but actually having a safe experience in a movie? Yeah. So uh, this is going to get really, really nerdy, but um, I love it. That's what I'm we so want to hear. We're so nerdy. Let's do it. You know, like, yes. <laughs> so um, we we did some research, and you know, there's actual studies where they used um, LED lights in different colors, blue and red, for aviation um, kind of tests to keep birds from hitting airplanes, and you know, different colors of birds fly this way and that way, and knowing that raptors had this connection to ospreys, you know, it just made sense that, you know, this lighting package that we have on the ride, you know, it, it has a meaning to the story. And in the queue, we uh, we have the little Easter egg that actually explains what I just said, and it has the osprey in there. Um, and it's very technical. We, we took it serious. <laughs> and awesome. um, for people who know that journey, uh, who followed it during the, the construction of the ride, they'll to understand that, it, and it's not just the ice osprey in there. It actually is part of the story. That's that's, that's the coolest awesome. part of it. That's I awesome. love it. Those yeah. are the kind of like story details that just elevate an attraction yeah. to yep. just the next level. Um, so, Greg, we would love for you to simulate your <laughs> no, best. Oh my god! <laughs> we figure you've spent a lot of time you with these velociraptors. Oh my raptors. god! We want to hear your best <laughs> raptor sound. Oh my god! You oh. got this. <laughs> You, you know, you know, it's on, it's funny because I'm thinking like different ones, right? Because yeah. you know, they we have, have raptors. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, they they have this like weird, like this this pretty cool like purr thing, but I know I'm not gonna be able to do it. So like I'm thinking just the regular like like the caw caw thing. <laughs> so I don't want to do the purr because it's like they have this purr that's like like I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. The barks uh, the, uh, the barks were pretty epic. The, the though. barks are good. Like, yeah, it's like a it's like a. Uh, like, I, I am so sorry. I am so sorry. That was amazing. To, if you're listening to this right now, um, I apologize. I can't do it. Hey, that. we invite our guests, you know, go go buy a Velocicoaster. Try to make your own raptor sounds. Exactly. Is you it- can stand outside of the paddock and do your own. Oh, my God. I'm trying to do that purr. That's pretty good, right? That's it. <laughs> 
Oh my god! <laughs> you kind of sound like a car engine, like. Rum, 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 rum. <laughs> Man, we you could have saved us time. We could have just Listen, called you. And I was available. A, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Rap- I, next time, next time we just going on my resume for Raptor voiceovers. <laughs> All right, Greg, we are nearing the end of the interview, but we do want to ask, because this podcast is about the entirety of Universal's Islands of Adventure, we want to ask us some rapid-fire questions for you. Let's go. Okay. Okay. Uh, David, you want to take this away? Yeah, this might be an easy one. Your favorite ride? Uh, Jurassic World Velocity Coaster. Shocking. Uh, Your favorite food in the park? Uh, Churros. Mm. Churros. Mm -hmm. Of course. Okay. They have this new churro. And front row or back row? Ooh, um, I like back row at night. Uh, that's my favorite. Ooh. Back row at night is Ooh. my favorite. Yeah. Any reason back row is better? Uh, um, you feel a lot more uh, of the thrill in the back row. Mm. Um, and, you know, at night it's really cool because all the lights on the seats are reflecting and, you know, the track's black. So at night it just looks like you're just flying because wow. you, you don't see the track. So. What are we Just, doing later? Maybe we can go back. <laughs> That's the next evolution of our ride experience is yeah. we have to go back row at night. So good. Right. Yeah. Well, Greg from Creative, I want to thank you so much for spending time with us. This was an incredible experience getting to go through uh, the queue, getting to ride the ride with one of the creators. Uh, it elevated our experience of it. Uh, and I hope our, our listeners got some really cool tidbits as well. So uh, if you haven't done so already, come on over, get on this Velocicoaster. It's incredible. You will not regret it. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, Greg. Greg. Uh, thanks. What an episode, Carrie. Incredible. We learned so much today. We did so much today. We did. So many guests. I think we got to recap. We, we got to distill this down. Let's take five, rewind, oh. and talk about our top five takeaways from today's episode. All right. Number one, we'll start with a must do. Oh, that's got to be Jurassic World Velocicoaster. Yeah, that's an easy one, guys. Absolutely. Our newest attraction, You, I mean, if you heard it in our voices, it's incredible. We had such a great time. You're going to want to ride it again and again and again. Officially number one favorite ride in all three parks, hands down, no question. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You agree with that? Oh, yeah. All right. Number two, what is uh, what is the best hack that we learned today that our guests can use when they Ooh. come visit Islands of Adventure? The one that comes to mind when we were talking to Whitney from VIP Experiences mm-hmm. kind of blew my mind a little bit. We were talking about the water rides over there in Toon Lagoon. Yeah. And she said... If you want to ride the water rides, get there later in the day. I mean, she named three o'clock. She has it down to a science, she obviously. Does. Yes. But yeah, wait uh, until the hottest part of the day, later in the afternoon, maybe towards the end of the day. Yeah. So you can enjoy those water rides. You won't worry about getting soaked. Yeah. Because you're going to be right back into the hot day <laughs> and dry off real quick. In fact, I think she said she usually chooses the route to the right. Because by the time she gets all the way around the lagoon, it is time for those water rides. Yeah, so it's it time for a little her, refreshing. Uh, yeah. Douse of water. Right to it. Yeah, very good guest hack. Very oh, good cool. idea. All right, what else we got? Uh, number three, I think we really learned today that it's important to take time to kind of immerse yourself in the details. There's oh. so much to discover out there. Definitely. The, the entire park is full of lore. You know, there's myths, there's legends, there's really cool stuff to see. Uh, Whitney mentioned on Confiscos, each of the six lands are represented by an item. Also in Mythos, we have Atlas literally holding up the island. That's a really great uh, photographable spot. And we heard from Greg from Creative who designed these attractions. They put so much love and passion and attention to detail in there. Oh, yeah. And uh, just keep an eye out for those things. The the little scratches on the concrete at Velocicoaster. Absolutely. All these little elements add to the story, and I think it's going to really improve all of our guests' enjoyment of these rides as well. Number four. 
Your best friend, the best tool in your guest toolbox is to use the official Universal Orlando app. Now, not only is that going to give you wait times, it's going to give you show times, it's going to give you an interactive park map, but it's going to save you some time. You can use that mobile ordering feature to roll up. Like I said, at Fire Eater's Grill, you can order your food ahead of time. You can spend that time doing other cool stuff. And my favorite thing about the mobile ordering is that a lot of the menus actually feature photos of some of the food items. That's perfect. Get your appetite up. Super easy, especially if you want to do those re-rides. If you might want to hit VelociCoaster like once, twice, three, ten times, use that official Universal Orlando app to see the wait times and budget your time accordingly in the park. And number five, our biggest takeaway today, we were able to ask both of our special guests today, Greg and Whitney, if they preferred the front row or the back row. Now, our guests were both pretty quick to say that they prefer the back row. David, what is your response, front or back? I'm, I got to go back row as well. I like what? the thrill. I like getting whipped around. Today, when we rode Velocicoaster, we sat in the very front, yes. which was a pretty incredible experience yeah. as it is. You, you really have nothing between you and the ride. You get That's to it. see firsthand. Uh, but we're wondering, what do you guys prefer? Good question. Front row, back row, where my middle row people at? Middle row. Who likes to not ride the ride and hold their friend's bags? That's also a very important part. <laughs> it is a, it is an important of job. Roller yeah. coaster mania is is hanging out and you know being the first person that they greet after they got off the coaster and they're so excited. Very good takeaways today. A nice take five rewind. Well, guys, that's it. That's it. We did it. We did it. We did an episode. Uh, thank you guys for listening and coming along on the journey. Uh, get ready for our next episode. We're going to be learning about another of our theme parks, Universal Studios Florida. Uh, as well as future episodes down the line, we're going to be uh, diving into hotels, dining, special events, and more. Uh, a big thank you to our special guests, Greg and Whitney. Special shout out to our engineers, Art and Gil, and of course, our executive producer, Michelle. To learn more about Universal Parks and Resorts, head to our show notes for links to our Discover Universal blog for a more in-depth look around our destination. While you're there, sign up to receive emails that will include articles, videos, and this podcast delivered right to your inbox to prepare for your next vacation. If you liked what you heard, leave us a review and don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. 